Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your dearly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zane Barrote. What up, coconuts? Happy Mother's Day. And the button lover, Josh Sroka. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done a Mother's Day episode. It makes sense, but I guess we did kind of just all... Ditch our mother and our wives <laughs> on Mother's Day to go do the podcast. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. Um, Emily, good luck with the crying baby I just left in the house. <laughs> I, I try not to celebrate Mother's Day as much anymore because I feel it's offensive to the people who don't have mothers. Oh, that's very thoughtful of yeah, you. Yeah. I thought it was just because you kind of a lazy bum and a bad husband. That's probably also <laughs> a little part of it, yes. <laughs> what but, kind of gift should we get for Mother's Day? I don't know. I don't care. Let's just get out of the store. <laughs> Yeah, there's too many holidays now with gifts involved. Yes, yes. You know? I'm not much of a giver. Right. Are you a receiver? Uh, I guess, but I feel I don't care if people forget my birthday or don't give me gifts, even at Christmas time. I don't, I don't know. I feel like once you get to a certain age, if there's something you want, you just get it. Right. When I was a kid, yes, your whole world revolves around Christmas and birthdays. Well, that's because it's the only time money. you, yeah, and it's the only time you get things that you want. Right. But as an adult. I I don't I'm not offended if you don't give me a gift, and then I get mad if people get offended if I don't give them a gift. Yeah, uh, real talk here, boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> well, it is. It's it's you used to wait all year so that you could get that one video game. Sure. And work it out. Matt and I would work it out together so that we would each get one game. Or you save your money like, together and buy together. it together. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Or or forget to return something to uh, pick your flick. Pick your, Pick flick. your flick. That's a way <laughs> back arrows. machine right there. Well, arrows, arrows. We got lucky on because we uh we rented a game, Spy versus Spy. Remember that old game? Yeah, on the NES. Yeah, we rented that from Arrows, <laughs> and we forgot to return it, and then it was a couple weeks, and then Arrows burned down. <laughs> so we have to keep Spy versus Man, Spy. Man, just think about. All the people who had rented like good games when Arrows burned down. Right, because it they was all like partying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, it wasn't computerized. It was all on paper. Do you think it was arson like maybe the kids who had rented Super Mario Brothers 3 and just like burned down the Arrows? Yeah. Right. Right. Too cool to return. What are our options here? Yeah, we I don't mean, have money to buy it. Let's burn down the building. When you think about everything that was in Arrows, we got away with a pretty, <laughs> lame, pretty lame game. But Did you guys ever have Arrows Internet? That was, I think, one of our first internet providers was Arrows. No, no. They were like the, you got AOL or you got Arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Arrows. <laughs> so, no, we, 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 were, uh, we were Prodigy. Oh, yeah. We were Prodigy for a little while. Yep. So. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you have a Commodore 64? I lost you after picking we, your flick. We did. We yeah. had a, had a uh, hardball game or something. Uh, we had a duck game that was really fun. <laughs> we had to get the ducks in to drop into the inner tubes properly. Uh-huh. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, with the, and it had a cassette tape to back up your hard drive. <laughs> so there's been nothing to talk about in the Orioles this week. No, let's uh let's have uh memories turn back the clock, right? Well that's what I, I mean, that's what Chris Davis is doing somehow. Yeah, I feel like I mean there was the Joe Flacco is the elite, which mm-hmm. I hope continues on while he's in Denver. I hope people are asking that question. Is he a elite quarterback? Yeah, because <laughs> the jury's still out. The jury's still right. out sure. on if Joe Flacco is elite. So we're still gonna ask that question uh, until he retires. I feel like the, the new question, though, with the Orioles is, is Chris Davis back? Right. Right. right? That's the way. Did they, did they I feel like Chris Davis? on Twitter, literally every time he hits a home run, you see is Chris Davis back. And I just saw today on Twitter, I just logged on to Twitter.com before coming and doing the show. And, like, I saw 10 tweets saying Chris Davis is back. Yeah. But I thought Chris Davis was back, like, a month ago. But whatever. Right. It's a good time to ask, is Chris Davis well, back? That's, like, the new Joe Flacco. Is, is the it league. is. It is. Well, it's going to take time to prove people. I bought in on Chris Davis's back pretty early. He was 0-50, and Josh was like, Chris Davis is back. <laughs> as soon as he got that no. first hit. No, was, I think I gave him three three games or whatever once he started. But now he's batting over 300 since that first hit. Yeah. So by now, if you couldn't admit it at the beginning, you got to at least be waking up to it today. Well, I like where it's at right now because it goes both ways. So I, we were just watching the game. This is Sunday we're recording. And Chris Davis, after he hit the home run, I think in the second or third at bat, Three straight balls he took for strikes. Right, right down the middle. Yep. And so I said, is Chris Davis back after he took three balls for a strikeout? You get it? Because is he back right, to being terrible? Right, right, right. See what I did there? Gotcha. So the same question both works if he's hitting well or if he's striking out, which makes it a great question. And all of the tweets that accompany when Chris Davis does something good come with the screenshot of him winking at the camera. <laughs> that or, or, or breaking the bat. He's, yes. got the, he's got the two gifts that go around. Well, isn't there, isn't there the one of him? Is that where he's winking, where he's, he's, he's showing his muscles? Isn't there that one, too? Yeah, he's got the muscles, flexing. too. I see the flexing one. Oh, muscles. my favorite one's when uh, he runs out to the second base and scoops up Nate McClough and right. runs him around the field. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a great that one. That gift does not get as much traction. No. Because there's a lot of sadness for Oriole fans in that <laughs> gift now. Oh, I saw on a home run two two days ago. I didn't, I didn't see live this home run uh, today, but two days ago when he hit his other home run, um, his most recent home run outside today, there was a little high five he did on the top step, a little fancy high five. Did you guys see this? Uh, oh, was it was, was it with Villar? That's what I was wondering who his partner okay. was. I didn't, I didn't get a good shot of his low. partner, but Chris Davis did some sort of high five. That's good. That um, means that ceremony. Means, that means Chris Davis is starting to have fun again. Right. And we all know that Chris Davis at the end of last season was not having fun playing baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big story of this season. I mean, given that there's not a lot of things to talk about with the Orioles, this is some. There's a few storylines that are interesting. Mm-hmm. The reemergence of Chris Davis as an actual good baseball player, and like we've talked about since his offer, um, he's one of the best hitters on the team. And so the reemergence of Chris Davis, he was back in cleanup today, and I think uh, he earned that. And so yeah. the reemergence of Chris Davis, I think, is an interesting storyline. And I don't know what it means as far as the Orioles going forward and their future. Like, does this speed up? The, if, like, if he really is legitimately back and a good baseball player, does this change the rebuilding process? Does it speed it up a little bit at all? Does it change what you do with Ryan Mountcastle? Uh, I mean, I think it's too early to kind of ask all these questions, but and I don't know if it really makes a difference in the end. Um, but it's good, whether it makes a difference or not. It's it's still good to see Chris Davis playing well, 
because everyone hated this. I, I didn't like to boo Chris Davis. I didn't enjoy no. booing him. I did it because I had to because he was that bad, but I didn't enjoy it. I much prefer to cheer people, and so and so I'm enjoying cheering Chris Davis right now. I still think, though, you raised that point. Uh, do you spill, speed up the rebuild just because Chris, Chris Davis is doing better? Like, you can't, you can't do anything based on whether Chris Davis is good or bad just because of how much he fluctuates. Yeah. He might be spectacular the whole rest of 2019, but that doesn't mean he's going to come crashing right back down in 2020. And again, yeah. how Chris Davis does doesn't is, is really affecting one person. So, as I just broke my mic, <laughs> I pulled a mat there. I hit the mic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's but, using his hands while he's talking. Right, but the real problem is. The pitching staff. Today, it's fun to watch the Orioles because John Means is pitching. Cy Young candidate, John yeah. Means. If there's anyone else up there, I mean, we talked last week about how we saw Dylan Bundy, and it was like the best game we've ever seen him pitch. He came can, right back can to he earth do yesterday. It? And no, Dylan Bundy came back on uh, Friday. Yeah, Dylan Bundy is officially broke, right? He is like an injured, he's, he's, an, he's a broke toy. He's the next Jake Arrieta, right? Oh, I was going to say, I think Chris Tillman is a more apt comparison Oh, uh, so Chris, that's like straight out to the woodshed. Yeah, like he's remember because Chris Dillman used to throw hard, and then like something happened, he, he no longer could pitch effectively. Right. Like Dylan Bundy at one time coming up was throwing like ninety seven. I know, but and I like, now he can't. He's lucky if he hits ninety one. I mean, yeah, he, but he's broken. I think it's Jake Arrieta because even when Jake Arrieta was struggling, we'd see performances like we saw from Dylan Bundy last week, where we will say, "Oh, okay, Jake Arrieta figured it out," and then he crapped to bed the next week. So I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah, but everyone, there's a point where the Orioles give up on Dylan Bundy, right? But everyone said that Jake Arrieta always had good stuff. No right. one says Dylan Bundy right now has good stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. His stuff's not good. Uh, Jake Arrieta just couldn't put it together, but his yeah, stuff was always good. True. Um, right. Arrieta had head problems. Yeah, but again, I think I think the I think I'm excited about the O's pitching staff. Um, John, because of what's going on in the minor. Because of what's going on out Delmarva. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> right. Delmarva's a ways out. Yeah. The 19 yeah. year olds. Yeah. The 19 year olds are playing well. And that's, I mean, at this point, when you're rebuilding, that's, it's almost more important that they're playing well over like Kashner. Right. And I, I know Kashner, actually, Kashner is our second best pitcher after John Means. And I hope this means that we can trade him. I'm still not that optimistic. Right. I just look at like, Trading a starting pitcher like uh, Andrew Kashner when a guy like Keuchel is still unsigned. Like, why would you trade for Andrew Kashner? We can just right. sign Dallas Keuchel. But whatever. We'll, we'll see if the Orioles are able to, to swing a deal there. But, yeah, the, the, this team will never be good until we can get starting pitching. This is nothing new. Um, and unless Bud Norris uh, uh, walked through, through, through the door and, uh, and is an amazing starter again, we're going to have to grow these arms, do, do the Andy McPhail style, grow the arms by the bats. The bad news is, though, um, we've never been able to grow the arms in all of these years, right? Dylan Bundy is a perfect example of our inability to grow the arms. And sure. we've seen this over and over. I mean, it's nothing new. We've seen this over and over and over again. And the Orioles will continue to be um, a very poor baseball team, an inconsistent baseball team, in, until we can figure out a scenario where we grow three good starting pitchers to be our top three in our rotation. Because we're not signing them. Uh, we're, we're not, we're, we're not going to sign um, a number one starter, so we have to grow him. And so far, I mean, we s- tried the signing with the Jimenez and the Cobb, right? That doesn't work. The only scenario um, to be a good team again is to grow a number one, a number two, a number three starter. Um, you can fill in the four and five with whoever, but you got to be able to grow some really top sure. arms. Yeah, sure. If we had this team's crap, there's no, there's no great talent on this team. 
if this team had a decent rotation, they'd be winning games. It doesn't matter who's in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the Tampa Bay Ray, right? The, their thing. Yeah. We'll just keep on um, producing elite certain pitchers, and we'll fill in the rest. And that's what they do. They fill in the rest, um, but they produce a good defensive team and elite starting pitchers. And you can fill in the rest when you do that. Uh, but when you don't have the starting pitchers, you just can't fill in, as we're seeing here, right? You just can't fill in with a with with a, a David Hess and a sure. um, certainly a Dylan Bundy's been terrible and a whoever else you want to throw in there. Um, but John Means is starting today, and that's that's been. There's a lot of good stories on this team. There, there, I think there's a lot of good stories with the Orioles. Chris Davis is one we just talked about. John Means is another one, mm-hmm. um, and another guy who had a home run today, Dwight Smith Jr. Um, that's been another bump, nice bump, development. Bump, bump, yeah. bump. He's been a really fun surprise this year. And now leads a team in home runs with his eighth home run of the season. So that's been he came out of nowhere, right? Picked up just mm-hmm. on waivers off off the uh, off from the Toronto Blue Jays, um, and he's played every single game or not every single game, but he's, he he started off and you thought lefty maybe they're going to platoon him. But then he started hitting lefties better than he even hit righties, right. and he just went to stop in the ball. Now he's he's an everyday player, and he's he's earned that. So good for Dwight Smith Jr. He's a fun guy to watch too. He he looks like he's out there having fun, which is what we want, especially when the team's going to be really bad. At least right. give us fun people <laughs> to cheer for, because yeah. it it can get tough, especially in the second half of the year. Yeah, another guy who's played pretty well is Stevie Wilkerson. Uh, we just saw him uh, miss a ball at the wall. He's playing center field though. He's not a center fielder. Um, that's there's a gaping hole in our team. It's like it's obvious we don't have a center fielder, right? <laughs> Stevie Wilkerson is a like a platoon infielder, corner outfielder, and right now he's playing center field for us. And he just made a, a he just misplayed a tough right. ball, but he misplayed it. He didn't know where the wall was. Yeah, he's no Mike Trout. Well, yeah, he's not even a Cedric Mullins or uh, Adam Jones or or uh, guy that's going to get fast tracked or a Jackie Bradley Jr. who Jackie costs Bradley us the Jr. game with his game saving home run catch. Which about, is just incredible. How about Trey Mancini, though? Next at bat, first at bat of the very next game, yeah. crushing that ball and getting him, getting it clear past the fence. And did you hear what he was <laughs> shouting as he ran the bases? No, was he really shouting something? Catch that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I like that. that. Catch that, or you Spe- can't catch that. Right. One. Speaking of players having fun while playing, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's got to be them trying to fast track Austin Hayes to get him up here to be a center fielder, right? Well, he, I mean, that's, it's really unfortunate. Because he, he just came off of his injury, right? Yeah, it's unfortunate for Austin Hayes because the reason C.B. Wilkerson's playing center field is they legitimately don't have anyone better. Um, uh, I don't know if it's still true, but Joey Rickard um, passed the Chris Davis mark. I don't know. Right now, is, is who's, who has a better batting average, Joey Rickard or, or Chris Davis? Because um, once you, know. you pass Chris Davis in batting average, you, you either get cut or you get sat on the bench and you don't, you're not allowed to play anymore. That's just kind of the unwritten rule. Baseball has a lot of unwritten rules. One of the unwritten rules of the Orioles is if your batting average is below Chris Davis, you either get cut or ride the bench or get sent to the minors. Right, that's why Richie Martin's not playing today. Yeah, and and that's why other players have been uh, sent to the minors. Um, Like Cedric Mullins. So, and there's no other, we don't have a veteran center fielder in AAA just waiting to come. I mean, right now, Cedric Mullins is your center fielder. Um, What would be really interesting, though, here's what I wonder about. Because Austin A's is doing some rehab games before he joins. I think he's playing in single A now before he joins the Orioles in triple A. Because Austin Hayes was, is with the triple A team. That's where he's assigned to the triple A team. Joey Rickert's got 196, it looks like, according to ESPN. Okay. So, uh, and Chris Davis. Chris Davis started today at 
thought the one, same one, 196. At 196. Or no, he was at 191. His home run got him to 196, I think. Okay. But then he struck out. Then he struck out, so he's probably around 191. Yeah, Joey Rickard probably cheering that he struck out. <laughs> um, but Cedric Mullins is center fielder right now in Norfolk, so when Austin Hayes is ready to go, who plays center field? Austin Hayes or Cedric Mullins, um, everyday center fielder in Norfolk, will be something interesting to watch and might tell you, Josh, if they're fast-tracking Austin Hayes, if he goes know. right and plays center field at Norfolk. That might say something, but Maybe. if but we've if he also goes seen, to a, uh, we've seen the buoy to Baltimore jump many times. Yeah, but I'm saying if Austin Hayes plays at Norfolk, right? Who oh, plays yeah. center field? Hammer Cedric Mullins. I don't know. I, yeah. I would you would think Austin Hayes, but I don't know since Cedric Mullins has played it in the majors. Yeah, I think Cedric Mullins is a better center fielder from what I've seen, what I've heard. But Austin Hayes is better offensively and might be the future in center field. So be interesting to watch. But I mean, Austin Hayes. Josh, we've seen uh, with this organization that they're slow to promote young players. Yes. And so I don't think Austin Hayes is getting promoted anytime soon. I don't think there's the fast track with Michael Elias. Because there's no rush. Because, every, because the there's no rush. Win-loss doesn't matter right now. I think everyone's on the slow track. Yeah. Sure. I think that makes sense. If Dan Duquette was the GM right now, I think Chance Sisko would be here. I think Cedric Mullins might still be here. I think D- DJ Stewart would be here. Um, but Mike Elias puts everyone on the slow track, so um, I think Austin Hayes could be down there um, for the majority of the season. Right, I guess so. Yeah, I mean. Which means we have to watch Stevie Wilkerson, I guess, for for the next, and Joey Rickard. Yeah, until a guy like Mullins or someone, like Mullins, if Mullins got improved in the ma- in the minors, they'd bring him up because there's no... Right, like Chan- he's already a major leaguer. He's been here long enough. Yeah, Chance Sisko, they they say is you know the catching skills, which don't get me started on that. Right, right, he, right. Forget the fact that he's crushing home runs every day. Yeah, it's like I feel some of the fans are like, "Hey, listen, if you had this major league baseball player who is a catcher who could hit a home run every single game and hit 162 home runs, but wasn't great defensively, do you want him on the team?" And most of our fans are like, no, no, I don't want him on my team. You got to be great defensively. Shoot, if your guy hits home runs, he makes up for it. Yeah, you can make up for bad defense. I mean, we 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 have Trey Mancini playing was, a corner outfield position, say, it's, it's the and same no one team. cries about that. Right. It's the same team that'll throw Trumbo in the right field when he's healthy. Yeah, but all of a sudden, the catcher is not an elite catcher. He's not as good as Pedro Severino, who can't hit for Jack. So we don't want to call call him up. Give me a break. I want to see chances go play in the majors. That's just me. Um, I agree. I want to see if it works. If he's got this good of a bat in the minors, I want to see if it can play in the majors. Yeah, yeah. And, Even, and, right. and again, I said this last week, I feel like, but if he's not good enough defensively now, when? Right? Because he was drafted as a catcher. He's been playing in the catcher. He's playing in the minors for like five years now. So if he hasn't developed into a decent catcher now, it's probably not going to happen. So what are you even doing? Yeah. Why is he still catching? He's been down there as long as we've been doing this show. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like if if we if we sucked at podcasting all this time, <laughs> we're not going to wake up tomorrow and be good at podcasting. Like it's probably not for us. Yeah, but at the same time, that wouldn't stop us from doing the podcast. Yeah, we would still do it. Yeah, that's true. But but this isn't our careers here, like it is for Francisco. No, no, that's why we started the show with no sponsors. <laughs> well, and the and the June drafts coming up, and that also I think plays into it because if Doros do in fact take a catcher as right. a rushman. Then do you um, move Cisco? Well, that, it raises questions, right? Because Adley Rushman sure. could be a year or two away. And then what do you do with Cisco? We love to take catchers and move them to first base. Yeah, but that's Ryan Mountcastle's position, I thought. Yeah. 
Uh, we don't want to clog over the first base. Right, then you got to look at third base. Yeah, so then you wonder maybe if you want to showcase Chancisco, maybe he could be a trade guy. I don't know. Right. But who know. would trade for Chancisco who can't catch? I don't know. Um, so a lot of interesting questions in, in this fu- in the in the Orioles' future. Yep. Um, but but I like I mean the center fielder we talked about as a whole, but I like what I see in Dwight Smith Jr. So our corner outfield positions right now are good. Um, our infield we still don't have a shortstop, which is concerning because um, Richie Martin. I don't know. I mean that's another thing to watch, right? Right. He's made some plays well, where you're like, oh, he's good defensively, but he can't. But hit the he ball. can't go anywhere this whole season. Right, he's right, rule five. right. So he'll be on the team for this season unless he's unless he just they determine he's so bad he'll never hit the ball. Right, which I think you can just they did ride with, him on the bench. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they decided that they could not let uh, what's his name Drew Jackson ride the bench. Yeah, and they sent him back, even though we thought he was going to be like with, this super utility guy. And, and same with Pedro Orojo, who only had to spend like a week. <laughs> right, right. He did. But then they traded back for him. Yeah, still. but he couldn't make it a week. You're right. So to say that they're just going to hide Richie Martin on the bench. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know about that. That's the old Oriole way, I think, not the new <laughs> way. Yeah. Not sure if Ryan Flaherty would have made it through this this new organization. Well, if it was the old organization, Richie Martin would probably have stepped in a pothole by now and be in, like, right. in Norfolk and Sarasota somewhere. <laughs> right, uh, right. Rehabbing yeah, or something. Extended spring training. The Santander route. Um, but Richie Martin's going to be another one, too, because there's no shortstops in the organization. Right. The, the best shortstop prospect is Adam Hall who's down there in Delmarva. He's our next kind of, and he's the only really shortstop prospect we have is Adam Hall. So if Richie Martin can't do it, then we have a hole at shortstop that we need to, we need to address because there's no one in triple A or double A or high single A. Um, and Adam Hall is so far away that it's shortstop could be another kind of big question mark if Richie Martin can't play. Right. And the question for Richie Martin is his bat. Can his bat hold up? Last year, triple A hit over 300. So you thought maybe, he can make the jump, but so far the bat has not come around. Um, so that's something to watch the next, you know, three quarters of the season. Can Richie Martin hit enough? He, he doesn't have to be great, right? You, you've seen bad hitting shortstops play. Sure. It just has to be good enough to, you know, bat two forty or two fifty or something um, to keep a to, to to keep a spot there. Right. Last week we saw uh, Anthony Santander. You mentioned him. We saw him come up. For yeah, the, for one one game, one, one game, hit a dong, hit a dong, sent back, go down. back down. Is he's we've always seen him in the corner outfield. Does he have a possibility for center field? I don't think he has the speed or the arm strength for gotcha. center field. Um, I'm no scout though, but that's where's he at? Norfolk, yeah, yeah, he's right at Norfolk, now? yeah. Um, DJ Stewart is another one you thought maybe D- DJ Stewart uh, could transition to center field. He seems to be sneaky fast with all his steals, uh, but DJ Stewart, I guess they feel is not ready either. Um, Again, everyone's on the slow track. Steven Wilkerson is not a prospect. So if you're not a prospect, I think you can be fast-tracked a little bit more. But if you're a prospect, you're on the slow, slow track. Right. So there's that. Um, as far as the bullpen goes, like I, in some respects, I like, I'm more into this season than I was into last season. Because, you know, last season you thought the Orioles would be good, and then when they started losing, you just get so depressed and you don't right. want to watch anymore. This, like... The, the Richie Martin, can he hit, intrigues me. Um, our bullpen, like, is Miguel Castro, he had a good outing the other day. Is Miguel Castro going to be good enough to keep? Are they going to be able to figure out Miguel Castro out? That, like, this stuff intrigues me. Michael Givens, is he going to be good enough to be traded? <laughs> and what can you get back from Michael Givens? Um, so I think Hanser Alberto, is he going to be a guy that's good enough to hit? I know he's kind of can play a couple different positions, which is nice. 
but can, but can he hit enough with enough power to to be a major leaguer? I like no other scenario would Richie Martin be able to play in almost every game. Guys like Hanser Alberto become an almost everyday player. No other scenario except for when you're rebuilding. So it's kind of fun to see. These guys have a, a but, unique opportunity. Yeah, and they're not like young guys, a lot of them, right? Like right. Uh, The perfect example is Dwight Smith Jr. is in his like 26, I think he is, or 27. So here's an older guy who's just never really given a chance to play every day in the majors. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of fun to watch which guys kind of take hold of this opportunity, right. like Dwight Smith Jr. But the only, ta- the only reason it's fun is because we came in with these like zero expectations rebuilding. Yes. If you don't know all that, then I totally understand why you think, oh, the Orioles suck. They've sucked every year. They're never going to – nothing to cheer for. Um, why is your, your phone's going crazy? It's what do you, Severino. What do, you have a, do you have run. a Severino al- alarm what, over that's there? That's what mine was doing. It was one it. of those things where I got the noted notification before I saw it happen on the television. I just got yeah. a call from Camden. Oh, yeah, that, that happens every once in a while <laughs> uh, because I don't pay for uh, MLB. Which reminds me, I, I, have, I have to get back to writing that script. Massive. About the old man who can uh, hear the play on the field before that's it actually right. yeah. happens. Yeah, your, your story. I, I shouldn't talk about that too much. Someone no. will steal it. No, that's, that's, that's going to go <laughs> The from, idea is gold, Bert. Yeah. Gold. It's got to go from a story at the ballpark to a local movie theater. <laughs> or at least yeah. like a HBO miniseries. Netflix. I believe Netflix, Netflix is where will the buy money it. is. Absolutely. The, uh, speaking of the internet, the Padres today, you know how the big thing on social media now is to like be smart with your Twitter and like to have a good social media expert running your Twitter handle, making jokes and comebacks yeah, exactly. and stuff. You know, get some attention from Twitter. Right. So the Padres thought they would be they were being pretty cool today, pretty smart. They changed their Twitter handle to the Madres for Mother's Day. Okay. Got nice. it. Following yeah. it. Sure. Yeah. Here's, here's, I see what you did there. Yeah. Do you know what the problem is with no. that? The problem is with that is once you change your Twitter handle, your old Twitter handle becomes free. For anyone to take. Oh, no. So when they changed their name to the Madres, someone scooped up at Padres on Twitter. Oh, and, for uh, real? And started tweeting out today at Padres. So uh, so they goofed where they actually changed their Twitter handle, but you sh- if it would have been cute, they could have kept it at Padres, but you just changed the name. You changed the name. They right. changed the Twitter handle. So some, some, random guy, <laughs> some random guy is super smart and grabbed at Padres as soon as he saw sure. that. Sure. Or some whoever's running the Padres social media probably got hired because they claim to be some social media right. expert. Oh, definitely. And they dropped the ball because even I know better than no, that. No, but the guy whoever picked it up, smart guy, because he's going to either so get sell some, it back. He's going to get some cash from the Padres or something to get that back. <laughs> or or Twitter's going to do some uh, nefarious stuff where they just steal it from them and give it back to the Padres. Or maybe the Padres just. Say, all right, screw it. We're the Madres now, and they change their uniforms and logos and everything. Go all in. Actually, here's what I, I mean. It, it is 2019. Me too. There should be a team right. called the Madres. No, if I was the Padres, I would fire my social media director <laughs> and hire the guy who picked up at Padres. Clearly, you are smarter than at Madres. <laughs> yeah, that guy. He'll get a job. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of offended but I also that, like there's, the- that there's a team called the Padres to begin with. I mean, how much? Right, it's 2019. Yeah. Patriarchy. Give me a break. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. I was going on Twitter.com and looking up uh, Vegas Golden Birds, at Vegas Golden Birds, if anyone uh-huh. had taken that yet. Yeah. Oh, so, so I can have good, good call. Vegas Golden Birds. Good call. When the world is at Golden Birds. Hey, speaking of baseball stories. Um, That's what uh, usually what we talk about. A, well, <laughs> we talk about Oriole story, but Josh brought it out to baseball in general. Sure. Uh, Albert Pulhos got his, I have a hard time saying it, 2,000th. 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 
<laughs> RBI, thank you. <laughs> uh, and it was a home run. Um, and, a, and a guy, a, a Tigers fan, caught the ball. And there was a bit of um, contrivacy over... Uh, there always is. There's always... It, did, however it works out, whoever always steals... Whoever catches the ball for these big games is always a jerk and wants to screw with something. And they'll never just give the ball back to the player. Because it's probably... Wait, is it a random guy or is it a ball hawk? I think he's just a it's random ran, guy. It's a random guy. First ball right. I've ever caught. Ball hawks are different All right, beasts. I'm okay with them. If it's a random guy trying to screw with them... Okay, maybe that guy sees it as a lottery ticket. The ball hawks trying to use it as a lottery ticket annoys me. I'll let, I'll I'll allow the random guy to be a jerk. Yeah, and well, anyway, I'm I'm all in this guy's corner. Same, because if you're a freaking baseball fan, yeah, there's no rule saying you catch the ball. You know, and he wasn't trying to hold no, back for money. Now, now in the he NFL, offered him jerseys and stuff. He just wanted to. He just wanted to give it to his brother. That's all I wanted to. And uh, so the fan has the right yes, to keep a ball. It's a home run ball. You know, in the NFL, you do not have the right. Well, uh, to keep a football? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, in baseball, you do have the right. Yeah, and it's it's silly to me that baseball players think like it's their right to get the ball back. Like, it's, it's also just to be assumed to get the ball back. It's also silly to me to not give the ball back to the player. Really? If why? The play, if the player's giving you, like, a signed jersey, signed bat, signed balls, no. why do you need that 3,000th ball? What's, no. the, what's the significance of a 2,000th RBI? Yeah, that's silly. That that's is kind of silly. silly. Well, it's kind of help, it, it's, it's, it's helping the home the Hall of Fame career. Well, then he should have waited till he got a man on base and then hit an RBI single. Then he could have got that ball back. If, if, but he hits it at a home run. It's anybody's game. Yeah, and if A-Rod... <laughs> like, yes, but why is this guy keeping it? He wanted why to give why it to his is son. this guy worth more? Why is the ball more valuable to this random guy than Pujols? Well, because he saying. bought a ticket to the game, and he supports Major League Baseball with his money. And for him, it's just a baseball and a cool story, right? And that's yeah. enough to have baseball and a cool story. But, but it doesn't it, have to be tied to money and tied to uh, couldn't uh, I have getting that jerseys same back. Cool story with a ball autographed by Pujols and say, "Hey, look, I got this ball." These season tickets and this signed jersey because I happened to catch this cool ball. I think once. I think the 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 more in depth in that story you get, he felt bullied yes. by the major league that, baseball that people and okay. threatened. Where they said, like if you that. don't give it to us, we're not going to authenticate it, and, they and never it's going to be worthless. As soon as you walk out that door, that ball is worthless. Yes, and and he's like, all right, well, then screw it. I'd rather have a worthless baseball than do right, with yeah. you buttholes. If you're if you're then yeah, then I take the fans side on that. And, and I think that's what happened. To bring the story at up least to date, his, his side of the story. To bring the story up to date, he did decided to get, he said he he changed his mind, and he's either going to give it to Pujols or to the Hall of Fame. But he said his whole thing was he just wanted to sleep on it, and baseball kept on coming after him. Sure, and he said right. no, I just want to sleep on it. And that's where kind of this. Uh, you know this what? Yeah, it would be I pressure. Think... Is like instantly like, make a decision right now. Yeah. You have to tell us. Yeah, it's annoying. I I, I take it all back. The guy says he considered it an honor to catch the ball, uh, and tried to act all day with the honor, um, but that he was tired of being treated like garbage, like a garbage bag. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, the words right. he used. I think. Yeah, it's the quote right here. I guess sympathize. The ball is right here on my coffee table. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> All right, all right, never mind. I take it all back. It's stupid. Major League Baseball does not know how to treat their fans. Yeah, and it's, it's really uh, – baseball was being up strawberries here who said, oh, you don't want to get back to pool holes. We're not going to authenticate it for you like a little five-year-old. Yeah, right? that's correct. Um, and he should have said, screw it. You don't need to authenticate it. I got this videotape that will authenticate it. I'm on, I'm on TV seeing sure, me catch the Sure, but ball. once he gets home, that could just be in a pile of other b- baseballs. You never know which one it was. Yeah, and so how right. the story stands now is he said, okay, I want to give the ball 
to Cooperstown. Yeah, how do they know? And right. Cooperstown's like, we don't even know if they, right. they don't know if Cooperstown can even take it because it was never authenticated. Right. Because he could have pulled a ball ridiculous. out of his closet. That's 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 uh, why I think that's almost as bad as Orioles. They need they fans. need to, to, to authenticate it for free right there on the spot. Yes. Yep. And then leave it to him to do something with it if yes. he wanted yes. to. Yes, he's not he's not required to give it to pull holes. That's no. it's Is so that silly something? to me. He's the fan. He caught the ball. You it's think, his ball. You think we're gonna start seeing town. that on our uh Tickets now when we go to games about how the uh, the baseballs are baseballs you, you don't are property the right. of yeah, yeah, baseball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Break. Yeah, but yet they'll still sell dozens and dozens of foul balls and batting practice balls. Oh yeah, yeah. on uh, every game Utah Street. Yeah, it's, right. It's it's outrageous. And like I was just thinking about like what if I caught like a, a ball by Teixeira or a, a Rod or like Chris or Davis's Jared. first hit. No, Chris Davis. Like I want to give it back to. Oh, him. oh, you mean uh, an opponent? But an opponent who I don't care about. No. Uh, why, why am I going to give the ball back to you? Yeah. Right. I don't well, care about Should have done it in your home ballpark. And, and I'm, not a big, I'm not a big autograph guy. See, oh, I'll give you autograph jersey. Like, what am I going to do with an autograph A-Rod jersey? No, yeah. no, I, I don't want an autograph jersey. What if you yeah. do? And so I would just keep the ball just to mess with them. What if you pull a Chris Sale and just destroy the ball first? <laughs> yeah, like I might do that. Because like, you know, like, I don't like, right, go, I don't give a crap about this. He just right, tries about the... Right, right. Yeah, right. Go O's on the ball and then hand yeah. it back. I'd be out there in center field with my box cutter and just cutting the seams right. off of the ball. Well, and as yeah. rip it open, toss it in the urinal <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. And when you get, I think the authentication talk is so dumb too. Like, just take a random ball and say this ball was the two hundred two thousand right, RBI. Right. Because you know, and Josh, you know this from those ball hawk jerks. Sorry, ball hawks. We we love you, but you guys are jerks. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> they always have another ball in their back pocket. Right, sure. So the second they catch it, they can switch it and say, "Oh, this was yeah. the ball. Right. Authenticate it." Like you never can be a thousand percent sure. Yeah, sure. You know, they can and and fast. it could be like in a museum, like you know, Babe Ruth's five hundred home run or whatever, Hall of Fame behind glass. Okay, you look at it. Wow, right. That's the baseball. Okay, what's next? Yeah, if, <laughs> it's like if, who cares? It wasn't it, and, and <laughs> wow. it wasn't the real baseball. That right? little piece of leather and string made history. Right. Okay, <laughs> that's why the not authenticating it is now, so silly. So silly. Now I do have a pile of balls that I need to get authenticated. Yes, like uh, for like auto, autographs. You, you have to get those. I need to get those authenticated so I can sell them. How do you get that authenticated? How do you get an autograph authenticated? I think it has know? to happen. Right when time? it occurs, Do I yeah. Need a picture with the person or something. Even that, because I got, I got this Hank Aaron ball. I'd love to just get rid yeah, of. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you really do. No, I really do. But I it's got, not authenticated. No, I got a ball on the bat. They're not authenticated. Uh, I got them signed by Hank Aaron, but I didn't get them. Authenticated. Then anybody that's willing to give you a lot of money for yeah. it isn't going to give you a lot of money for it. All right, it. so it's got to be an eBay sale or give you any money for it. It's not going to be. Can't you just print me up a little like, authenticated work. by Burt Rody? Yeah. I think those certificates even have their own authentication. You would think there'd be some guy out there who's like an autograph expert who could authenticate well, it for you. I, I gotta look into it. If, if yeah. you're out there and you authenticate things, I got yeah. some balls you can look at. <laughs> okay, right, someone come over here and authenticate Josh balls. Those are authentic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Josh. I know you want to get into. I'll give this opportunity to get on your soapbox. Oh boy, to say a thing oh, about, or two the, about, about the Orioles, Orioles frustration. Yeah, this hop on your soapbox. Well, oh I, boy, I praised the Orioles last week, for, which is the stupidest praise I've ever. For, uh, whatever, five oh, cent ponchos. Five cent ponchos. Uh, Orioles uh, are so generous. You know what? I had to. I I try to praise the Orioles when they do something for the fans, but uh, I had an issue this week because we could not make the game on Friday. We all had commitments. Uh, not me, but okay. Except for Matt, who <laughs> who just didn't respond to text messages. I I was willing to go to the game. I don't feel right though when. There's four tickets, you know, for Josh, Bert, and my dad, 
and I'm the only person who can go. I don't I don't know if that's right to be the only person going and wasting, you know, not wasting the tickets, but if it were it's me, for all of, I, I didn't pay for the ticket. So I feel a little bad about if it. If I could have gone and you guys were the ones bailing and Josh offered me all four tickets, I would have said, yes, I still right. want to go to the I believe, game. I believe that if the four <laughs> tickets th- were offered to you. It yes. wasn't like. You didn't I know. have to jump. Whatever. In and I don't want to get back into this. I thought it was clear. Oh, that we're I, getting into it. I thought it was clear that I wanted to take the tickets. I side with and Josh then, on this one. That's on, not. On, that's on. not common. Your story yesterday <laughs> was that you didn't even know we offered you the tickets. No, and I said I wanted to I go believe, and I wanted to take my family. Bert was asleep in the corner and woke up to say I saw the message you yeah, were yeah. offered. Him. <laughs> no, but pri- yeah, this, uh, this is a whole no, new story. No, Josh, there was no. First of all, your offer was uh, there was no question mark at the end of it, which implies that it wasn't a question at all. So there, there's that. But also, right before you made that statement, I said I was I was I was planning on going, like as in I wanted them. Saying I was planning on going was saying like I want the tickets. Check the timestamps. How much time passed between when he offered you the four and, I said, and when he's traded them in? All right. Well, at one forty-five, I sent Matt a message. Okay, hold up. At the previous night, I said I was planning on going. Right. Right. Okay. Then so, the next day. You say this. So Josh had a night to sleep right, on it. Right. So the, <laughs> night, right. The, the, the night before you said, I was planning to go or uh, planning to go. You want to trade them in or I'll take the fam. So then I said, I'm moving the Friday tickets to June 29th unless you want all four for tomorrow night, Matt. And then like five minutes later, you said, I moved them. Yeah, because I totally missed your I'll take the fam. <laughs> oh. Until I just read it. Confession now. time. So, uh, but, but. It all squares out because you also missed my message of trading them. And guess what? I didn't trade them for many, many more hours because the Orioles suck. Oh, and this is where we get back to your grievance. You used to be able to just swap them out on the website. You can't do that anymore. No big deal. Yeah. So then I talked to my rep, and he says he can swap them out for me. So I want to move them to June 29th because that's like – that's like my la- looks like the last game I can go to before moving to Florida. Well, I can't go to that one, by the way. Yeah, I know you got you got to go. <laughs> I got Hamilton your, tickets, baby. Hamilton stuff. Uh, but so I go and I try to do that, and they say, "Okay, well, you just have to pay us twenty eight dollars." And I said, "Why? It's the Indians." And they said, "Well, it's a prime game." So that's, Indians made the playoffs last year. So because <laughs> it's a prime game, the Indians cost seven dollars more a ticket to watch over the Angels. Because and then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And Everybody said, rather watch Mike Trout than watch sure, right, Indians. Right. Get out of here. And then it turns out it's because it's floppy hat night. I didn't even, I didn't know that at the time. But your free hat is costing everyone that goes into that stadium seven dollars. I guarantee it doesn't, it doesn't like cost them seven dollars no. to make that hat. They so might as well saying, make it a theme night. You're and then I'll I looked, charge that. Then I looked into it more and found out that this seven dollar. I, uh, I thought premium was for like Yankees, Red yeah, Sox, yeah, yeah. for good teams. It's a way yeah. of milking so, their fans. Has premiums always been giveaways? Have giveaways always been premiums? No. That no. sounds a little bit nefarious. Because, because that's not really a giveaway. They've added the whole bonus tickets, or what do they call Theme it? Theme nights. Theme nights. That's where you need yeah. an extra ticket. Right. So That's then, been an interesting uh, turn. Right. So then I got an email and found out that there's one, two, three, four, five different price tags now for games. So to see the Angels is a classic game. That's not a value game. Value's the lowest. Classic is your standard normal pricing. Who's value? Like the Royals? There's 33 games under classic. There's only seven games under value. So those were like when Oakland and Toronto came to town. Those are the only value games. Toronto, interesting. Oakland I could see, yeah. Well, and it's like rough. And it's like 
very beginning of April and very end of September is value when no one wants to go. Right. Uh, there are select games, which is $7 more a ticket than classic. That's what the Cleveland game came on. But then I found out for bigger giveaways, like the shirts, like the jersey giveaway, mm-hmm. or like Hawaiian shirt night, stuff like that, they also have a game called Select Games, which is even more money, Prime Games, which is even more, and then they've got a thing called Elite Games, which are the Saturday giveaway games. Mm. And I, didn't, I don't even have the price tag. but That was probably yesterday for the League of Their Own game. Uh, no, League of Their Own was not a no? Prime game. Uh, let's see. Prime Games would be... Uh, June 15th and June 29th, if you want to look up what they are. But I, I'm tired of the Orioles trying to play this off uh, as they're giving free stuff away when really they're just charging you more than they should for, for, for to go to an Oriole game. And the Orioles suck. We want more people in the stadium, not less. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. And it's, just, it's frustrating when I just want to go see an Indians game. <laughs> But so the Indians are in town that whole weekend, but only the the whole weekend is upcharged, or just that one game because it's floppy hat. Friday and Saturday is upcharged because Friday is floppy hat and Saturday is Maryland script jersey. Mm. So that one's an even higher premium level. So really, you, yeah, because because it's a Saturday giveaway because it's the Maryland thing, and you know people right. go crazy with Maryland shirts. So that is a popular. So one it's year. it's ridiculous that the Orioles are trying to get people into the ballpark. And the way they're going to do it is by charging more money. Yeah. When they, when it's crap on the field. Yeah, and uh, which is a, yet another reason why right now they're third third from last in attendance. Only Tampa Bay and Miami have worse attendance than the Orioles. And someone in the same division as the Indians, meanwhile, are doing something great. Their their team is actually good, the Minnesota Twins, and they did this thing for all the home games in May where they offer a bunch of seats for $5. Mm. And it sold out right. immediately, which is and it made everyone feel good in and Minnesota. It bumped up their attendance, so they jumped in their attendance standings. There's plenty of room at Camden Yards to do that. Yeah. You don't have to screw with fans like this. We, we talked about it. So that's two different like, approaches. Right. And we talked last year about the approach of some teams doing the movie pass deal. Like yeah, that would be you brilliant. You pay 30 bucks and you could go to all the games for July. Is anyone doing that? Any baseball teams doing that? I don't that? know this year. I know uh, – the Nats and Cardinals, I think, did it last year. So I guarantee the Nats will do it again this year because they're crap. Who is this at all? Does this at all go back to Mike Elias? Or is this something separate completely I apart think, from Mike I think Elias? this is apart from Mike I don't Elias. think he cares about ticket prices. He, I think he's got too much on his... Uh, well, he, he's, he's, I've seen him a few times in attendance in the seats. Yeah. So, maybe, but maybe he doesn't go to the premium games. Maybe he just goes to the. <laughs> it's out of his price range. <laughs> yeah, the classic right. games. I bought tickets for the nice Margaritaville seats. theme night on June 11th, nice. and it was you had the option of a twenty-seven dollar ticket or a forty-one dollar ticket. Yeah. And that gets you into the pregame beach party or whatever, out in the uh, picnic area, and a t-shirt. But I'm gonna go with my wife. It's a Tuesday. It's a work night. Uh, we're just going to go for the beach party and the live music and the t-shirt. And I'd be willing to bet we don't stay past the third inning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I didn't even look at where the seat was. Well, I'm not definitely not going to buy the $41 seat when there's an option for a $27 seat. Right. And I could probably sit in the 41 section. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there, are you, are you guys a fan of the theme nights? Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Okay. I like them. Sure. I'm, I'm looking even forward. Even if they upcharge for those specific tickets. 
Yeah. Well, as opposed uh, to doing yeah. just average Joe giveaway. can go to a theme night yeah. and pay the regular ticket price, but they're not going to get access to the private right. like party we went, area or we went whatever. Star Wars night, and that was cool to yeah. do a theme thing. But we, did, we didn't get the Trey Mancini bobblehead. We right. got the BB-8 knit hat. Yeah, isn't just a matter of time before they used to do bobble giveaways, but we're we're getting to the time now. Where there's no more bobble give giveaways unless you go to a special theme night. Sure, yeah, isn't it's definitely heading that direction. Yeah, 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 isn't a little bit annoying. A little bit, yeah. It's very annoying, and it's why we're doing night at the yard for, at the Bay Sox for Father's Day. Yes, thank you for getting that in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, day at the Bay. Is I, that why? All right, guys, real, real talk. Real talk. I got an I got an email from the Bay Sox this week. Yeah, yeah. saying hey, uh, you guys went live a few weeks ago, and uh, you don't have much of a group yet. What's going on? Told him I said, guys, it's Father's Day. It's a month away. It's over a month away. People just think it's really far away. Yeah, but but three three sixers, we need you to help us out. Get your tickets early. Mother's yeah. Day is over now. You thought of mom. Yeah. Now think of dad. Yeah. Bring dad out to see the kids play. Ten dollars. If you're listening to this podcast right now, hit pause. Get on your computer. Buy your ten dollar ticket so it doesn't look so bad to the base size. Yeah. There's no. And guess what? I'll. Tell you another hint. You don't have to hit pause. You can listen and go to thebaysocks.com at the same time. Technology is amazing. You can do more than more than one <laughs> thing at once. So I was looking up last year the Cardinals, Marlins, and uh, Brewers all had the class pass, which is like movie pass for ballparks. I can't figure out if anyone has it this year yet. Yeah, it's, it's a, it seems like a good idea. It was all they were all called it experimental uh, last year. So I mean, it's something they started the, the, mid-season when their team sucked. I guess you could say the Bowie Bay Sox are doing a Section 336 theme day on Father's Day. Um, you well, know, we're, so. not, we're not charging hey, Josh, And, and it's only $10. Speaking of good deals, it said uh, that any, any fan who has a ticket today is invited back for another game. I saw people tweeting about that, asking for it. They actually well, obliged. Why are they doing that? Because of the weather? Because there's a three-hour delay. Three hour rain delay? Because they okay. stuck it through? Well, three hours they should do that. Well, no, yeah. no, I think it's more for the people who didn't stick it through. Oh, see, I think wanted to you, should, you should have to be able to prove that you were there the entire game to <laughs> get the free ticket. No, I'm sure it's for the other people. But, but they yeah, made a fine. point. It's only for classic games. They made a point on there. <laughs> Which, did they, wait, did they really? Yeah. That means there's only seven options or whatever? No, no. Cla- <laughs> classic, there's 33 for oh, the season. Oh, oh. It would be if it says what was what did I call the other one? Value games. Uh, value games. This must have been four, a classic game. So. Four of the seven value games already passed. The last series in September with the Blue Jays is your next chance to get a value game. It just seems like if you're the Orioles and your team sucks, you should be doing everything you can to get butts right. in the seats. And it doesn't sound like they're doing that, why which is a bit frustrating. Five dollar seats, two dollar seats. Who cares if you get butts in the seats? Your 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 players prefer throwback it. Sunday prices you're, or something. You're, you're you're selling food and drink. Who goes there and doesn't buy something? Right, me. Your, but your yeah, I understand the rare. Yeah, you buy a beer. I'll buy a beer occasionally. Right, but I bring my own. Your, PBJ. your vendors like it. Yeah. All right, and yes, I'll admit the Orioles allowing you to bring food in. That's great. That's good. That's nice Glad of them. they keep keep it. I will yeah. always praise that because the Nats make you throw your water bottles out as you're going in the gate. Yeah, that, that annoyed me. So yeah, I, that's fine. But this, look at the stadium. It's empty. It's always empty. Do something about it. Yeah, I agree. Don't rip off the people who or want least, to go to games. At least show you're trying to do something about it. Or if a season ticket holder wants to trade in games, realize that this season ticket holder is what you a want. A long-time season ticket and holder. a long-time ticket, ticket, season ticket holder, so don't stick it to them for 28 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's silly. Silly, silly, silly. They Yeah, they should be doing 
anything and everything to get butts in the seats because, like you said, it, take a group of 10 people, nine out of the 10 are at least going to buy something while they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's just a soda. And no. it makes it makes you look better because you get bumped in the standings. Like you're not third to last in the standings down there with the Florida teams. And now, and it just game, makes everyone look better. You look better game, on TV. Right, your games look better on TV. The beer vendors are happy. I feel bad Baseball for Baseball players vendors. are happier. Beer mm-hmm. vendors aren't making much money with no. what's going on there. Yeah. It's it's just better for everyone to get butts in the seats. So, like, do it. Or try to do it. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. It is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day. We need to go back and hang out with some moms. <laughs> sure. So let's go back and hang out with some moms. Let's get out. I of need here. to call my mom. I haven't even spoken to her. Oh my! You need to do that. Yesterday was her birthday, though, so I took care of that. Okay. Oh. I need to call her two days in a row. You got to call her like eleven fifty nine, so you can get the wish her happy birthday and wait till it hits midnight, and you can wish her mother. She was trying right, to stick right. it to you me. Stay on the phone while it's like crossing time zones. Yeah. I tried call. I called her yesterday because it was her birthday. And she answers the phone FaceTiming from Walt Disney World. So it just made me mad. So I wanted to hang up because that's where I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys and girls. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on all the social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Section 336. You, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can follow uh, Bert on Twitter. At Bert Brody. And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.